Hello, and welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from, and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, there is always more to life. I, I, stand, I stand before you uh, humbled um, in many ways uh, because I, I wouldn't consider myself a master of prayer. I wouldn't consider myself one who gets all things prayer. Um, in fact, I feel uh, pretty inadequate to teach on the topic of prayer. I feel like uh, I've simply dipped my toe in the ocean of prayer to begin to understand the, the things of God, especially when it comes to bold, shameless, audacious prayer. Anytime that there is in scripture a, uh, a double adjective on prayer, you, you know it's pretty significant, right? But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a thinker, right? Um, and oftentimes I find myself ke- like asking or thinking about the question and saying, you can't, a- you can't ask that question, right? Like I, I, th- I like to think I, when somebody asks me a question, um, I, I usually pause before I respond. And usually it's because I'm processing all of the things that you might the ways you might take what I say, right? And so if I were to say this, then you might respond in this way, or, or you've experienced this or that thing in life, and, and if, if you heard what I said, it might, it might trigger you, or might, you might respond in a, in, a, in a way that is not the way that I want you to respond, or you might take what I say the wrong way, and so I think and process through so much of what is said, and so, and so I have a hard time with just asking boldly. You know, my, uh, around my family, I find myself saying a lot, you can't ask that. Um, you know, the, a, a phrase that, that my wife always says um, is that, is just ask. The worst thing that can happen is they say no. And for me, like, that's like the worst thing ever, right? For them to say no. Right, and so, but she is like, she is totally okay with that. Today is, um, today I give a shout out to her. Today's her birthday, um, and she is not here because our uh, our middle son, our, our our son Cooper is was sick this morning, and so, moms, you guys are awesome. Um, even on the day of your when it should be all about you, you take the opportunity to to serve your family in beautiful ways, uh, and so. I gave her the opportunity. I said, hey, I'll, I'll watch the kid if you want to come up here and preach. And she, was, she wasn't about it. So, um, so I, feel like I, I feel like I did my duty. Um, but this, this idea of just shamelessly asking, uh, it runs kind of in our family. I think my wife has kind of taught our kids to do the same thing. Just the other night at the table, uh, we were sitting down to eat, and uh, Kaya, our youngest, she's six years old, and she walks through the line, and she has a plate full of chicken nuggets, which because chicken nuggets are like the only thing that she eats. And uh, she walked through the line, she got to the table, and usually she eats uh, her ranch with chicken nuggets, um, as opposed to the other way around. And she didn't have any ranch, right? And so she was. This was a, a big, big deal. And so we said, "Go, go, go! Ask, ask to, to get some ranch on your plate." And so she takes up her plate. And, uh, and she comes back with a liter of ranch, <laughs> right? Like, I don't understand how this happens. I look around at all the other tables. Nobody else has a liter of ranch on their table, but she just asked for the bottle of ranch, like, uh, because 
because why not, right? Because she's a kid and she doesn't think about all the social norms and what you're not supposed to do. She just asks. Maybe we ought to be a little bit more like kids. In our passage today, uh, we see Jesus teach about what it means to pray. And I find myself more in the shoes of the disciples asking, how do I do this thing? than as the master teaching. But I believe in the word of God and the word of God is a much better teacher than I could ever be. And so so we're gonna go by the word of God today. So as we read scripture today, we're we're be in Luke chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles, if you're one of those people that likes a tangible Bible, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. It'll be up on the screen as well. Luke 11, chapter one. It says this. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say this, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. You might recognize that prayer, but it sounds a little different, doesn't it? We're gonna come back to that and understand why that is. In verse five, he he continues to teach them telling them a parable. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight, that's pretty late, at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Odd request at midnight to a friend. A a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. And suppose that the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked. My children and I are in bed and I can't get up and get you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you fathers If your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake instead. Or asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of God for you and me, the people of God. The church says, thanks be to God. There's so much to unpack in this text, and and we're not going to dive deeply into all of it because uh, this sermon would be like an hour and nobody wants to hear that. But what we will do is we'll dive into a couple different things in here. One, I want us to to come away understanding that God's, God's call on us is to pursue him. And that happens oftentimes through communication and prayer. And secondly, that the heart the very heart and nature of God, his greatest desire, his greatest passion is to give you himself. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you be present with us? God, would you take the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and would you make it, um, make it something translatable into the ears and the hearts of us, your people? God, would you mold us and shape us? Would you grow us with your presence? In your, in your son's precious and holy name we pray. And all God's people did say. Oh, come on. And all God's people said. Amen. 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 Uh, over February break, uh, we had the opportunity 
to fulfill a lifelong dream of Kate's. Kate is our oldest daughter. She just turned 10. And um, does anybody else have kids that loves the February, October break? Yes, it's the best. Like travel is not expensive and, uh, and there's, there's so many things you can do at that time, right? Um, and so, so we, since she was like four years old, she watched this movie called Soul Surfer. Anybody seen it? It's a, it's a movie about this, uh, this, this person from, this little girl from Hawaii and uh, her name's Bethany Hamilton and she gets, she's a surfer and she gets her arm bitten off by a shark and uh, the journey of, of uh, faith that happens through that. And this became like a fan favorite of Kate's. Uh, ever since she saw that, she said, I wanna, I wanna go to Hawaii, I wanna surf, and I wanna meet Bethany Hamilton, right? And so uh, we always told her, yeah, right, that's not gonna happen. Like plane tickets to Hawaii are like crazy expensive, right? Uh, so that's just not gonna happen. And so she was like, yes, it is gonna happen. Uh, so I'm gonna raise the money and I'm gonna pay for my own plane ticket and then you can't say no, right? <laughs> and so for like, for like four years, she like strived. I mean, she hustled to make this money. She would have a, a lemonade stand out there making, uh, making lemonade. She'd make, make these little bracelets and sell them for $10 and people in Kingwood would buy them because it's a little cute girl and they pulled up and they stopped and they can't walk away now. So, uh, so they'd buy, they, I mean, she, on a single day, she'd make like 150 bucks. And I'm like, what is happening? You can't do this, right? And so, uh, so eventually... Um, the, the whole COVID thing happened and travel was not happening and uh, Hawaii got hit hard. They were begging people to come to Hawaii. And so plane tickets were like cheaper than flying to Kansas City, right? Which is where we're from. And so, so we were like, okay, should we do this? And we, uh, we bit the bullet and over last February, we went to Hawaii and it was, it was incredible. So the first thing that we did, we got off the plane, we, we found found a beach that you could rent surfboards and we took Kate out because this was like her dream. Uh, and actually, Bethany Hamilton was, was in a surf competition that weekend, but she got, she got kicked out or knocked out of the surf competition like the day before we got there. So two of the three, we got to, we got to knock out. Um, but we get to this, to this beach, we get to Waikiki Beach. It's like this popular beach in, in Hawaii. And, um, and we rent a surfboard and we take her out there. We don't know. I mean, we surfed maybe once or twice. We don't know what we're doing, but we watch enough YouTube so that we can like teach her. And <laughs> private lessons are like really expensive, so that's not happening. So we got out there with her, and and we're like showing her what to do, and she is like crushing it, right? Um, and uh, it's probably because we're such great teachers. Uh, but uh, no, she, but she's like this little tiny thing, and she weighs no pounds, and so like the tiniest wave like picks her up. You know, it's like if it would if it would pick up a surfboard, it would pick up her, right? And so. Uh, so she's like crushing. She's loving it. She is like living her best life. And she's out there for like four hours, which if you've ever been surfing, it is the most exhausting thing of all times. And she is exhausted the next day. And so we're like, we're going to take a break. Okay. The, the next day we're going to take a break. We're going to this, to this other beach that's closer to our hotel. And um, it's like a local beach. And so we, we go out there and we're like, all right, this is great. There's no stores, nothing. There's no surfboards to rent. And so she's like chomping at the bit. She's like, this is like, all I want to do is surf. And, and all we have is these little boogie boards. And the waves are perfect, right? They are so good. It's like made, there's like a little section that's beginners. There's a section that's like, like bigger waves because of the ways the rocks are and all this stuff. And um, we're just boogie boarding. And she's like, this is not okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. 
And so, um, so everybody on the beach is, I mean, they're all like locals, right? Uh, the guy sitting next to us, he's like 65 and, and he has like leather skin, right? He is like lives on the beach pretty much. Um, he's like Hawaiian to the core. He's like, he has that like, that like uh, Hawaiian spirit, you know? He's like, yeah, man, whatever, it's cool. Yeah, hang loose. Um, and so he loves this. He loves, this. this is clearly his beach, right? So we get to talking, uh, just like some, some little pleasantries. And Kate sees it as her opportunity. And she goes up to him and she's like, hey, uh, do you have a surfboard that I can borrow? And I'm like, you can't ask that. Like, think of all the liability. Like, if, 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 you, have, if you get on the surfboard and you fall off, then, or, or the surfboard breaks and, and he sues us. And I mean, I'm thinking of all of the reasons why that is wrong, like why you can't ask that question. And, and he looks at her and this like, little smile comes across his face and he goes, yeah, little baby, I got a surfboard right back here. And so he runs back to the car, he grabs it, he brings it out, he throws it on the ground. He says, you know how to do that thing? She's like, yeah. She just learned yesterday, right? But she's like, yeah, I know how to do it. So she puts on the little thing and he's like, he's like, go out there and do it. And she's like, all right. And so she picks up the surfboard, she's running down the beach and he's, he's looking at her and he's like, he's like, she's gonna do it. You know, and she, he, he puts, the, puts the surfboard out on the water, she starts paddling out. And he's like, she's like, she's a natural, go baby, go, you know? And she gets out in the water and, and she sees, she like gets out there. She's like in the perfect spot. He's like, look at her. She's like in the perfect spot. She's right at the break. She's looking back over her shoulder. Back set, back set, back set. And I'm like, back, back set. Yeah, yeah, do that. Whatever that means, right? Uh, and she's, and then this like wave like starts to come in. She starts paddling and she gets up on the board and she, she starts like actually surfing the wave. And you see this guy's face, Uncle Zach. I have his number on my phone. We text on a regular basis. <laughs> but Uncle Zach is going berserk. He is, he is loving it. This is like the greatest moment of his life. He's like cheering for her. He's clapping for her. He's like, go, baby, go, right? He, he is living his best life. So I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Thanks again for joining us for today's message. We will return to the sermon in a moment, but first, we would like to ask for you to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. We believe God is doing some amazing things here at KUMC, and your feedback helps our church to reach new listeners that we wouldn't otherwise be able to reach. Now, let's get back to the work. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You see, the beautiful thing that happened there was that this guy loved to give. His greatest joy was to give to this kid and to see her thrive. He wasn't worried about any of the consequences of what might happen out there. His greatest joy was to give to his kid. You see, I... 
I think oftentimes we miss out on so many things because we don't ask. Because we're afraid to ask of God. We're afraid that, that God will be disappointed in the way that we ask or what we ask. Church, I tell you, there's nothing that you cannot ask God. God can sort out bad theology, right? Just ask. Just ask. You see, the greatest thing, the greatest joy that God has is to give us himself. You see, at the end of the day, he didn't just give her a surfboard. Actually, at the end of the day, he did give her the surfboard. Like he said, I don't need this thing. The surfboard is yours. Like take it. And we're like, how do we do that? It costs us 250 bucks to get it back to Houston, right? <laughs> but he gave us the surfboard. It was his greatest joy to give. And, um, but he didn't just give her a surfboard at the end of the day. He gave him, her himself. You see, as she, as she uh, came in off that first wave uh, and rode, he was like going nuts and celebrating what she was doing. And, uh, and as she started to, to paddle back out to get the next one, wave after wave kept coming in. It kept crashing in and pushing her back because she weighs nothing, right? And so she was having a hard time getting, getting back and he saw that the gift that he had given her was uh, she was struggling with it. She was struggling to, to figure out how to use this thing that he had given her. And, um, and what he did was a beautiful image. He, he grabbed his fins, he put them on and he jumped in the water and he helped her out. He jumped in the water and he, 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 he watched her. He taught her how to do it. He, he taught her how to flip it and roll so you don't get pushed by the waves. He taught her to get out there. And he taught her, they stayed out there for over an hour. I have a video of, of, this, of this experience. You see, you'll see a little guy uh, behind her. That's him. That's Uncle Jack. Sitting in the water, teaching her how to do it. And what you can't hear, you hear it a little bit, he, him clapping, right? What you hear is, is Uncle Zach in the background. He's cheering her on. He said, go, baby. <laughs> How much more does your father want to give good gifts? How much more does your father want to give of himself? You know, I love, I love Kendra's video. Not because... Not because, just because God redeemed their story. But her prayer was not, God, fix all this stuff. Not just, not just make it all right. Her prayer was, God, I want, we want more of you. God, would you fill us up? God, would you give us yourself? And out of yourself, transformation will happen. God's greatest joy is to give us himself. When we read the Lord's Prayer in Luke's, Luke's text, it looks a little bit different, doesn't it? And oftentimes, um, there'll be multiple uh, Lord's Prayers. There's, there's multiple Lord's Prayers in Scripture, and, uh, and they're different. And oftentimes, when there's, there's a, the same text in multiple different Gospels, but they're a little bit different, the author is trying to, to teach something by the difference. The, the, the gospel writer um, leaves out parts of the Lord's Prayer. And oftentimes by omission, 
it highlights the things that he, that he left in. And I think, I think Luke speaks directly into, into our story, into how we pray with the things that he highlighted. The first thing that we see in that Lord's Prayer is, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. You see, church, the goal of Christian discipleship is, is, the, is the glory of the Father and that his kingdom is brought nearer to earth. The goal of, our, of us living out our Christian faith is that, that we bring glory to God through our faith and that God's kingdom is brought nearer to earth. Do you know how the kingdom of God is brought nearer to earth? Luke talks about it a lot in his gospel. When he tells parables, he said, the kingdom of God is like, let me give it to you. The kingdom of God is brought nearer to earth when, G- when you look more like Jesus. The kingdom of God is brought nearer to earth when, when the spirit of God dwells within you, when, when, when you become a tabernacle for the Holy Spirit, when you become, when you allow the presence of the Holy Spirit to live in and through you, you have brought the kingdom of God closer to earth. Hallowed be your name, glory to God. May your kingdom come on earth through me. He says, give us this day our daily bread. You know, this is, this is not a um, God, give me all of these things. Right? This kind of prayer is not, is not a, um, a prayer for something. It is a prayer that our hearts might, uh, might be aligned with his. That we might grow in our dependence on God. You see, we are an independent people aren't we? We are terrible at asking people for things because we can just do it on our own. We have, the, we have the resources, we have the time, we have the capacity, and if we don't have the capacity, we'll sacrifice something so that we, we can do it. But there's so many things in our lives and in our story that hinder us from asking of someone else. And I think that that, that leads into our relationship with God. I think that bleeds into it. I'm terrible at this. I'm good at just doing. I don't want to burden somebody. I don't want to put them out. I don't want, I don't want them to, uh, it's too late, right? Uh, he's probably just asleep. The door is locked. I don't want to inconvenience him. I don't know if I can carry that huge bottle of ranch back to my, my, <laughs> my table. There's too much liability. Right? We think of all of the reasons why not to ask. But the reality is, what happens when we ask, when we state a need, and my wife is so good at this, and when I've, I've seen it, I've observed it in her, her life, she is so connected in community because she's not afraid to ask for help. And when we ask for help, when we ask of someone else, we, we reveal a need that we have and we allow someone else into that space. When we have a need and we allow someone else into the space, it builds community. That is what Jesus wants for us. He wants to be in community with us. And it has to come from a place of us realizing that we can't do it all. Sometimes that is in a moment where we feel desperate. God desires so deeply for us to initiate 
for us to simply ask. It is the Father's greatest joy to give of himself to you. The third thing that we see in the Lord's Prayer, uh, and I'm not gonna dive too deeply into it because it's a whole nother sermon, right? Um, Is uh, he says, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into into temptation. You see, sin hinders our intimacy with God. If you're feeling a distance, a a separation, uh, uh, you're having a hard time connecting with God, uh, there's a good chance that that there is a unrepentant sin in your life, that there is someone who uh, has wronged you that you have a hard time forgiving, or you are pursuing a temptation in your life that, that does not lead to intimacy with God. And so that's part of Luke's prayer is, is God, let us be repentant. Help, help, help reveal that thing in my life that's keeping me from intimacy with you. So church, as we, as we wrap up today, I wanna give just some Uh, just some practical ways that we can do this, that we can begin to pray bold and audacious, shameless prayers before God. You know, every every Christmas, um, my mom asks, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And every year I'm like, I have no idea, right? Uh, I I just have a hard time like populating a list in my head. Um, And and so, so what I typically do is I go to Amazon and I start scrolling through like best gifts for men, right? And I like, I'm just like letting someone else tell me what I want, right? It's like the worst ever. Um, but, but it helps me to kind of populate and, and like start the, start the thought, right? And I think, I think oftentimes, um, I think oftentimes I do that in my prayer life as well. Like I just, I, I don't know what to pray. And so I just say, you know, God, you know me, you know me, just... Get me something that I like. Instead, what my, what my mom has started doing, because she got so annoyed with me just saying, you know, just get me something I like. She's like, send me a link so that I, so that I know what you want. And I think, I think oftentimes we, we don't take the time to actually process, God, what, what do I actually need? And so we pray things like, God, give me wisdom. Give me guidance. Give me direction. Give me, you know, we, we pray these big, big prayers, but we never pray these specific things because we don't want to get disappointed if it doesn't happen the way that we want it to happen. But I think, I think part of praying bold and audacious prayers is being, being creative in our prayers, is actually, actually thinking and processing, God, what, what is it about this situation that's bothering me? Maybe journaling and writing and, and being able to whittle it down to like, God, I, just, I think I just need a friend. And I don't, I don't know that I have that. God, can you bring me a friend? I asked our staff, what are some examples of some bold, audacious prayers that you pray? And um, I think that it, was, it, was, it was just great to hear some of those things. Um, one said, I, sometimes I just pray, I just pray to God to help me to sleep. When my mind is racing and, and I'm anxious about the things that are happening the next day and I'm having a hard time sleeping, um, I, I, just, I just pray to God and ask, ask him to help me to sleep. 
And God loves to give us, give us good things, especially when it leads us back to him. Right? The surfboard was not about the surfboard. The surfboard was, was a, a, a beautiful thing that allowed that man to be present in, in my daughter's life, to teach her a lesson about giving, to teach her a lesson about generosity, to teach her a little bit about the heart of God. You know, as she was out surfing, uh, God even opened up really cool opportunities for us to talk. And so I've started a relationship with him and learned about all his church hurts and uh, the troubles with faith that he's had. And, and it was beautiful. God was opening doors. He loves for you to go to sleep if that helps you to draw nearer to him. Uh, I, a friend of mine told me, if you're struggling with what to pray, open up your calendar and just begin to pray your calendar. Begin to pray the things that are happening in your, in your week this next week and, be, and pray boldly, pray audaciously about the things that are, that are gonna happen and involve God into it. As you're walking into the store, what does it look like to, to, to begin to pray and ask God to do something miraculous as, as, as you enter into, the, enter into HEB? I'm, I have some questions for you uh, to just kind of process. As we take communion, um, I'm gonna put some questions up here on the screen. And um, these, these just kind of are, are some, a guide to help you to ask kind of deeper questions of yourself that might help lead you to deeper, to deeper understanding of what we can ask in prayer. What is, most, what is most often on my mind? Can I give that to God? What is frustrating or bothering me right now? And can I speak specifically into that and give that to God? What, what does God offer or promise in scripture that you have not experienced in your life? God desires to give good gifts because he desires to give you himself. He desires to give you the spirit. As we take communion today, um, in our communion liturgy, we pray some bold, audacious prayers. We ask God to make this common element of bread and of cup so much more than this for us. We ask God to sustain us in our journey, to sustain us in our faith. Give us this day our daily bread. And so we ask God, would you sustain me this week? Would you help me to, depend on, to be dependent on you and not on myself? Would the word of God sustain me this week. We ask the Holy Spirit to make us one. That's a bold and audacious prayer. We ask that he would make this more than just bread and juice, but that he would make this the body and blood of Christ for us, that it might sustain us, that it might give us life. And so on the night that Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he gave thanks he broke it. It's already broken. All right. <clears throat> he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup and he gave thanks. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Take and drink and do this in remembrance of me. It's so a church. We ask the Holy Spirit to move in this place. God, would you take 
these common elements of bread and cup, and would you make them so much more than that for us? God, would you make them the body and blood of Christ so that it might sustain us as a people, so we might be redeemed by your blood, and that we might live in the fulfillment and sustenance of your body, the word of God, that it might make us one, that it might strengthen our witness to the world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we give thanks. In your name, we pray. Amen. As we take communion today, uh, these, these elements, um, these are, uh, we, we believe that these are, this is a sustaining element for us in our faith. Uh, we believe that, uh, that you don't have to be United Methodist in order to take communion. Uh, that all, all that we ask is that you consider seriously the call of Christ. <laughs>